Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin and I delving into uh, conspiracy theories there in the break. Got to, yeah, we got to a few good ones. They're fun. Went down that rabbit hole a little bit. What a world. All right, welcome on back. We're uh, we're trying to connect with Bowler. Bowler's going to hopefully join us for the entire 5 o'clock hour, of course, uh, television voice of the Utah Jazz. And Bowler's going to be doing uh, the scrimmages, first one being Thursday. We're going to have it here for you. Locke's going to be on the call as well. And uh, that's going to be at 6 o'clock, I believe, Austin, if memory serves, on Thursday. So tune in, and uh, Locke is going to have all the action for you here on the Zone Radio Network. And, of course, um, Bowler on AT&T Sportsnet. And it's going to be the the first broadcast in a unique situation. It's going to be a bit bit of a trial run. And uh, we're going to see how this whole thing goes. I'm I'm glad the NBA is doing it. I think this is going to be a unique and fun opportunity for basketball fans and uh, it is going to be a bit of a you know ray of sunshine uh for a for a world that's not quite so sunny these days all right joining us and of course his appearances on the zone are uh, are brought to you by um Let's see. Of course, I've got to scroll to it. Brought to you by our friends at University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Of course, he's the TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Our good friend, Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? Bowler, are you with us? All right. We'll, uh, we'll try to get Bowler back. I heard something in the background there. I think we're connected. Uh, but we'll talk about talk to Bowler about what's uh, what's going to be happening specifically on Thursday. But of course, about what's going on around the rest of the league, and uh, we can get to some other sport uh, sports. Uh, we can talk some college football, of course, with Bowler as well as uh, Bowler covering college football for a long, long time. And of course, I'm sure Bowler is hearing me tread water as we try to uh, to figure <laughs> figure this whole thing out. But I, for one, am grateful that we are going to have basketball back. And Gordon and I talked about this a long time ago, that I was hoping that they would put uh, these scrimmages on TV, whatever, just give us back our basketball fix. And I think it's great that we're going to get a chance to uh, to see these, uh, these scrimmages live uh, starting on Thursday. Bowler, are you with us now? Hey, Jake, how are you? There he is, the sultry tones of Craig Bowler, Jack (laughs) Bowler. I am doing great, my man. How are you? I'm in my office, and I'm prepping for Thursday night. Jazz Suns, uh, and we'll have it on AT&T Sports Net. Don't forget, set your your, uh, alarms, 6 Mountain Time will be on. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited. In fact, I was just talking about this, Bowler. Like, when Gordon and I talked about the idea of scrimmages, I said, please, please, please put them on TV. Let us get our basketball fixed. Let us see these guys put the ball in the hoop. I'm so fired up there that you guys are having these scrimmages on AT&T Sportsnet. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I am too, Jake. Uh, you know, I think it gives us a chance to, uh, to uh, have some experiment before the eight uh, games that will be played, the seeding games uh, a week from Thursday. And I was on a conference call with the NBA along with just a few days ago. And I hope fans 
are going to appreciate. I mean, this is uh, the effort, but yet what I'm excited about is the NBA just didn't say, let's just go play ball and do a two or three camera shoot and be done with this. This is one of the most incredible undertakings I've ever been involved in. You know, at the network level, I thought it was cool. We had Skycam. But, you know, there's a lot of things that the NBA has in store for fans. Uh, Mike's underneath the floor. There's going to be a lot of uh, robo cams because of the inability <clears throat> to put, you know, people in the arena in Orlando. And I, I'm really hoping that this will entertain and maybe take up the lack of, you know, crowd noise. So, you know, I'm just as excited as anybody to see how this plays out. I uh, never thought I'd have to call, you know, a ball game off a jumbotron with uh, six people in the arena that holds 19,000 or nearly 19, Jake. So, hey, I hope you can sneak in, you know, after the show, stick your head in the building and see what's going on because you're just across the way from us. And uh, uh, Thurl and I will be on our broadcast spot. Chris and Kenny will be in the building other side of the of the arena. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear his voice, by the way, oh, David yeah. Locke oh, and yeah. Ron Boone. And then we're going to try to get, uh, if the technology works, uh, we're going to try to uh, bring in uh, Matt Harpreen, uh as well from his home down in Atlanta. So a lot of things the NBA's worked on, and I'm excited to see how uh, we pull this off. It's a good warm-up game for us. Uh, in fact, the three games, the three scrimmages before we uh, we play for real. Buller, I have a goal that, uh, uh, you know, for folks that don't know where our, <clears throat> excuse me, zone studios are, we're right across from Portal KK, so we're kind of on the uh, <laughs> the upper bowl here. But uh, you're going to be on one side of the lower bowl. Locke's going to be on the other. Uh, my my goal is to yell something out the portal and somehow make it onto both broadcasts. I think you will. <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, I, it's, it's, I don't know what it's going to sound like, Um but I think if you walked in and just uh, did a, whatever you wanted to do, a whoop uh, or a go jazz, I have a feeling that that building will uh, echo your uh, your sentiments for sure. <laughs> no, I, I was laughing about this last week because when, when Locke was talking about the positioning, because you and Locke uh, in the regular season this year were next to each other up there on the, on the platform. And before the year, I wondered if you would bleed over into each other's broadcasts. And by that, I mean, of course, Locke bleeding over onto yours. Uh <laughs> And uh, and it didn't happen, you know, because there's no. that background noise and it's you're there in the in the stadium. I bet you there's more a chance of it now than there would be then, which is just crazy because that empty arena bowler, you know, I mean, you can talk normally and hear from the complete other side. You can. Yeah. Uh, Travis Henderson, our producer, uh, went and did some testing and you actually could hear from one side of to the arena to the other with not even a. You know, the voice, I guess, if you not even elevating your voice level, which is bizarre. But to think about it, everything kind of bounces off one chair. There's nothing to stop it. Right. So that's what I kind of expect. I wouldn't be surprised to hear a, a, a lock uh, excitement moment. Uh, you know, big T's on the side with me. We will be, you know, social distancing. Uh, we come in different areas. We go through the process like, you know, at the arena to have our temperatures taken, masks on until we start to broadcast. Uh, we have our own separate cameras. So we'll never be together, you know? And that's really the beauty. I, I, that's what I love about broadcasting is the emotion, the people, 
the ability to, you know, uh, push Matt or Thurl on the shoulder and discuss stuff, have a good time, say hello to the fans, high five. But that's not going to happen. Uh, it may be a while before it does, Jake. But, you know, you, you got to take this step by step. And I think you're right. Uh, I, I wasn't real sure a couple of weeks ago if this would, if, the, if the NBA could pull this off because it is a monumental task. And right now I'm thrilled that it's gotten this far. And the news yesterday, by the way, Jake, no, no one tested positive. Yeah, great news. Uh, in the bubble, man, which is uh, plus 300. And that's 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 a big accomplishment by itself. So we're getting closer, and I just hope that uh, fans will enjoy. It's going to be different. I'm not going to lie to you. I think we're going to have to settle into it ourselves. But um, it's, I'm excited. The jumbotron is going to be right at eye level, and we'll take what we call a live feed or a world feed from Orlando, and then the Jazz will have an opportunity through our trucks. Uh, to have one individual camera give us a kind of a more personal feel and we're able to be dropping our own graphics and our advertising and all that. So uh, it's going to be a big undertaking, but we got a great crew and it's going to be fun. Yeah, you know, at risk of getting too um, to broadcast wonky, but this stuff really interests <laughs> it really interests me, Bowler. I mean, you mentioned Travis, who, by the way, is as, as good as they come. The guy is an absolute magician. He is he is great. But how 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 much different? How much harder is his job and the the good folks there in the truck? Well, I tell you, it's it's going to be kind of a lockdown situation. I won't be able to stick my head in there. But from what he and I have talked about, um, you know, he'll have his front row guys with Jeremy Bruner, who guys don't get enough credit. I hope Jazz Nation understands. You just don't turn on a television. And it's, it, it happens because a lot of talented people yeah. are uh, involved every night, uh, home and away. Um, so the front row will be producer-director. There will be audio in the back, and we'll have graphics. And I believe they're going to put another table outside the truck uh, to handle, um, you know, replays and what we call Elvis, uh, which is where you see a lot of the slow-mo <clears throat> replays that come in, especially with Donovan Mitchell and what Gobert does. So it's a big undertaking, and we're just a small piece of it. You know, we front it, but again, just to be an arena by itself, which really deserves fans. That's I think I told you when I walked in, um, I think you were gone, and I, and Gordon was in yeah. uh, Monson, yeah, you were, uh, his yeah. his his uh, bunker, and <laughs> you know I, I stuck my head in the arena and almost like cried out to me, come back, yeah. And I kind of really get the feeling, man, the place is lonely, and I know jazz fans would like to get back inside that place. It's weird. It, I'll tell you what, Boulder. It is weird, and just to just to reassure some people, you say you know you're going to be able to uh, safely social distance for the broadcast in an empty arena that sits almost twenty thousand people. Social distancing when there's five <laughs> of us here, not a problem. Yeah, yeah I, I told T uh, thorough. I said, buddy, I don't think it's going to be a big issue for you, and me, you know. <laughs> nope. Uh, he'll take up his own space, and we have you know cameras that kind of pop on, and we'll be able to do our stand ups together, but split screened and. You know, we've all been uh, introduced, what, to Zoom and Skype? Yep. I mean, that's the newest thing uh, that everybody's, you know, everybody's been doing. And I think everybody's going to be very used to seeing, you know, split screen, uh, people talking, <clears throat> having a discussion. And I just, I, I, I'm hoping the play's good. And I think we'll see the Jazz maybe go small, run uh, with no Bogdanovich. Uh, maybe Jordan Clarkson gets more minutes. I mean, 
you know, there's a lot of things going on in Orlando that we don't know that much about, except when they talk to us on a, a daily or everyday basis, but we'll all get a pretty good feel for what Quinn's got up his sleeve. And I think what he said to Jake last week was the most intriguing part was maybe he handled the, the way that he wanted to maybe run these guys through the, the paces during camp. I think he's taken a whole new approach with how the jazz are preparing for this uh, restart. Bowler is with us hanging out for the entire five o'clock hour. Let's, let's talk a little on the floor basketball bowler. And I've, I've heard uh, from a number of different places, a lot of positive things about Mike Conley right now. And I don't know in, in his media availability bowler, I don't know if you've read him kind of like uh, Gordon. And I talked about this last week. Gordon and I both agree. seems like he's just got a lot of confidence and, and likes where he's at right now. And I've heard that from a couple of people that he likes where his game's at right now, which I think is just terrific news for jazz fans. Cause they need him. Yeah, they do. I thought he really played uh, a really good, solid ball just before the, the COVID shutdown. Now, I was looking at his numbers today, and, you know, he played 41 games uh, out of, a, out of a, you know, a potential 64, and he had 35 starts. But, you know, Jake, I think you and I talked, and Gordon, I think Jazz fans know, I, I, his comfort was not there. Yeah. Um, it was plain, and, and you could just see it. Uh, the expectations, I think, rode on his back quite a bit in the early days, uh, especially when he knew the Memphis system so well. Great guy. Um, I think that he took longer than expected to fit into the system. A system, by the way, as you know, that just isn't a Mike Conley system. It includes him and Donovan and Joe as ball handlers and Jordan Clarkson as well. Uh, but I think he started to really feel – uh, you know, feel his groove after the hamstring and worked his way back into shape. And what I got as well, and you saw it in the, in the uh, press conferences and the Zoom interviews that we've had, I see him as just mellow and confident, man. And I think that just bodes well because, again, he and Donovan in the backcourt, there were so much high expectations, right, when he came over and they let Ricky go. Um and again, I think, you know, pressure, pressure, you know, acts differently on different people. But when you're in just one spot for 12 years, I think it's a big, it's big. It's a big change. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. But I think he's, I think he feels home. I think he feels at home. And I think he has a better relationship on the floor with Donovan Mitchell and the rest of the, the starting five. So let it rip, man. I, I think you're going to see more shot opportunities because of bogey's injury. And I still think the Jazz are going to play a little bit more up-tempo. I really do. Yeah, I agree with you, Bowler. And and one thing that, you know, with Mike Conley, and you mentioned how long he's been in the league, and he's won those teammate awards, and we've seen it first person. I mean, he really is a, a good dude. And I, I can't help but thinking, you know, Donovan and Rudy are certainly the leaders on this team because they're the team's two best players. But having some veteran leadership with somebody like Mike Conley in a unique situation like this, it can't hurt. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's huge, and I just think it takes a little pressure, not maybe much, but a little pressure off Donovan and Gobert. And, you know, the other thing I want to see, and I'm sure you do too, and everybody listening, is just the body language that we both will see Thursday night from Donovan and Rudy. And then we can put this to bed, right? Uh, you can talk all you want, uh, and you can say all the right things, but I think you'll get a better feel uh, for the Donovan-Rudy relationship once they hit the floor I think Donovan also has made it very clear. He needs to do a better job. I talked to him. He says, look, i got to pass the ball better. 
And, you know, his game is still developing, Jake. Uh, and we think of him as this incredible superstar at 23, but the learning process is nowhere near over. And you know what? A good player, a great player is always learning, always improving. So to say that, you know, his game is at the highest level. No. I, and I, I love the fact that he still says, no, I've got to get better, involve my teammates, i.e. go bear. But at the same time, man, I think you'll agree. It's a big, it's an interesting balance because I think Donovan needs the ball. Mike needs the ball. Joe needs the ball. Rudy wants the ball. And I, I think it comes down to it. Can Rudy finally in this restart, you know, get on the same page with Donovan and realize sometimes the ball won't go into him and he stays calm and cool that he's in, that he's in the same mindset as Donovan. And so if you force the ball to go bare, I think what Donovan gets concerned about on, on many cases is that equals what turnover, right? Cause it's got to be placed perfectly on top of the rim. Yep. Um, and again, Rudy's got great rebound ability and, and offensive rebounds and putbacks. That's where he makes his money in that category. But I think Donovan's got to find more confidence and Rudy's got to be more consistent. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to be looking for. I know it's only a scrimmage, but after two weeks in the bubble and, and some practices, I don't know how you feel, but I, I think we'll, the body language will give us a good clue on how they're doing. Yeah, and you, Locke was on the station earlier, Bowler, and he's he said he's been hearing from inside of the bubble that that Rudy has been uh, like a man possessed, uh, that he's he's been motivated by by some of the criticism and some of the attention that he's gotten, and he really wants to prove a point. But I hope that's doing the things that you just talked about, because I think that's what Rudy's really best at, those kind of opportunities. And Rudy impacts the game without scoring, and I don't necessarily agree with him that he doesn't get the ball uh, enough. Gordon, Gordon thinks he needs to get the ball more. I don't know. I think I think if there were opportunities to get Rudy the ball on the rim, they they get get Rudy the ball on the rim. So I I guess my what I'm saying is I hope he concentrates on those things you're talking about, those things that make Rudy unique, and maybe they don't light up the score or the uh, the box score, but make him one of the most important players in the league. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I know everybody thinks Rudy needs touches, and I know he does, and I think it comes at the right time when it's working, Jake. Uh, I think fans, you know, are you going to pick between Donovan or Rudy? I don't think so. Right. Look, Stockton and Malone, we talk about them all the time, but they coexisted, right? Because they understood they one needed the other just as much as the other one. And you couldn't say Stock and Malone without saying Stock and Malone. Yep. And so I hope Donovan and Rudy reach that level someday where two stars can coexist, if not the Jazz then, as we've talked, have a big decision to make because there's a big investment just around the corner on both these guys. So I think it's an important time, and I think that Donovan has the maturity, at least from what I've seen, and Rudy's passion for the game. If he keeps that but also understands that there's more to the game than Gobert at times – and some, night, and some nights you can feed him all night, right, because of the mismatch. Some nights it doesn't work that way. And I know Gobert wants to prove his critics wrong and be an impact guy, but Donovan's still got to run the show, along with Conley and Joe Ingles. And sometimes they've, they've got to go a different direction. And like I said before, when Rudy starts to understand that, Utah's a better team. And by the way, I get 
I understand Rudy's motivation, Bowler, and I'm sure you do too. I mean, in the NBA, whether it's fair or not, if you score points, the paycheck usually follows. And there's, you know, Rudy's up for a big-time payday. I understand the, the pressure that he's feeling. I just hope he would understand that the Jazz are sophisticated enough to evaluate his value without being wowed by 30-point performances. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I think that's, a well, that's well stated. Uh, and I hope he has turned a corner on that. I think it's easy for any of us uh, to get excited about, you know, awards and uh, honors, you know, a two-time defensive player of the year back to back. Come on, that doesn't happen. And your first all-star appearance along with Donovan Mitchell, you can almost, you know, really Jake, if you really step back, you can almost see this happening, right? It, it happens on a lot of teams and, you know, the great teams are able to figure it out. Yeah. And I think Quinn Snyder, Dennis, Justin Zanuck, uh, those guys are in good positions, I think, to help kind of lead the way. They can't do it by themselves. Mitchell and Rudy, uh, sooner or later, maybe they already have spent some time and, and discussed it. But Mitchell's got a big load on his shoulders, and I think Rudy feels the same. But they're two opposites here. One's more offensive-minded. Rudy's the defensive stopper, but he has a real – I think want and desire to be a more appreciated offensive threat, don't you? And I think yeah. that's where some of the issues start to boil up a bit. Yep, I think you're right on the money. All right, Bowler, coming up. Bowler's with us for the entire five o'clock hour, by the way. And uh, anybody got questions? Let's should we take a Q and A? Yeah, why not? Questions for Bowler? Send it in at Buckle Up Bowler at Jake. Questions for Jake, man. I want to hear Jake. <laughs> hey, and we can do. Well, let's do. We can do some phones, Bowler. We can kick it old school. Oh my gosh, Eight, I don't know what to do. Eight five five three. 340 zone, 855-340 zone. If you've got questions, we can do a little QA. Hey, Jake, though, that puts a lot of pressure on you know who? Austin. It does. I think he can handle it, though. Austin seems. I'll, I'll, I, we've got a phone around this place somewhere. I'll go look for it. <laughs> He's on top of his game. We can So we can take some questions. Buller, I want to talk to you about college football, too. And we did not have a chance to do the Not Sports Report. I've got a brief Uh-oh. Not Sports story I want to run by you, too. All right, let's do it. In honor of Gordon, yes. We will get to it. Coming up next, Bowler with us for the whole 5 o'clock hour. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes out to Ashton on a total request Tuesday. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott, Bowler, Craig Bowler, Jack, hanging out. And uh, Bowler, I thought we'd do a little not sports. We missed it at 4.50. Uh, it's brought to you every day by the Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHM usedcars.com uh, we'll we'll do this real quick uh, Bowler because we, we have some other stuff we really want to get to here in the 5 o'clock hour but I thought I thought you'd get a kick out of this story alright what do you got what do you got alright now we know that uh, that you have the perfect marriage Bowler but some of us uh, well I should let me let me take it back Gordon of course has the perfect marriage Gordon has a perfect marriage he does but some of us you know there's some issues that crop up well a Michigan woman a 51 year old Michigan woman was uh, not real happy with her uh, her ex-husband uh, Bowler and so she's now actually been arrested for allegedly trying to hire a hitman to kill oh, her ex-husband what did he do? Well, I'm not really sure, actually, but the way she was caught, uh, the, this is this is pretty funny. Uh, now, 
Austin, let me ask you this. If you really wanted to hire a hitman, how would you go about it? I would just do it myself. <laughs> okay. All right. If you want something done, right, Hey, man. Honest, honest Austin, man, right there. Keep my money and uh, the, the never mind. <laughs> well, this woman. And then well, go in hiding. <laughs> yeah, right, and then disappear, <laughs> fall off the map. Uh, this woman decided that what she was going to do, she went to a fake website called rentahitman.com. Oh, that sounds Unreal. like a great idea. <laughs> she, filled out, she filled out a questionnaire saying that she wanted uh, her ex-husband to be the target. Uh, the owner of the website then contacted Michigan State Police, who... Uh, Put the wheels in motion. And oh, it wasn't it like off. a Sting website. No, no, it was just some bozo made a website as to, a joke. for the hay. And, yeah. Oh my! <laughs> this woman. Filled oh, out so the, you're telling me it wasn't like a setup website through the FBI or something? No, this was just some oh guy gosh. thought it would be funny, and uh, she offered a 5K to murder her ex who lived in another state. So, uh, and Come provided on, he's worth more than that, uh, was going to provide upfront payments for travel expenses too. Oh, okay. That's nice of her. Yeah. That's uh, upfront payments. <laughs> <laughs> but I, would, I mean, just think if you actually wanted to hire a hitman, would you really go to rent wow. a hitman? No, you just put it on your Facebook. Hey, does anyone, can anyone recommend uh, anybody out there? Anybody at all. Uh, Are there wow. Amazon reviews for that sort of thing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. You know, I gave him four and a half out of five stars. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, that was my, uh, that's my Yelp. Size uh, came as expected. Yeah. Four and a half out of five stars. He wouldn't take a check. So, I, <laughs> I, you know. I had cash to, only. I cash only. Had to knock it down a little bit. Are so. we sure that Gordon has the perfect marriage, though? Because really. Lisa's pet name for me is. Bowler. That's true. There might be some issues there. there yeah, I, I don't know. That's hidden. I try never to delve that uh, into that combo much, you know? You know what, Bowler? I will never forget when we first played you that drop. You, oh. you dropped the phone. Oh, yeah. No, I was, like, stunned. <laughs> it's so stunned. funny. So funny. It was so good. Uh, all right, Bowler, let's move on. Uh, we can uh, not dwell on hitmen and uh, and foolish ladies going to fake websites. Uh, let's let's talk about we we talked about the NBA. Let's get into some other sports. Uh, Bowler admits this whole COVID situation. Of course, you've covered the NFL and college football for a long, long time. What do you think of of how let's let's start with the NFL. What do you think about how they're proceeding, or I guess not proceeding? Uh, well, this I'm disappointed, because, and I think the NFL Players Association echoes that, Jake. You know, some big names, you know, J.J. Watt, uh, you know, Mahomes, um, you know, Wilson, others who just don't feel like there's enough information uh, to protect them from COVID-19. Now, look, NBA has the ability to go in a secure bubble, um, and for the NFL, how do you do it? I mean, there, I, I read yesterday, you know, no one can leave the hotel or the hotel room and, uh, you, you can't bring in friends or family. I get that. But when you're out in the field, you know, I think the O line and D line guys have the biggest concern is how can you guarantee me? Because it's a spit show. If you've ever played out there, it's a spit show, Jake. And, you know, you can wear a, an eye guard. Maybe you can wear the face mask around your mouth. I've seen some, um, what would you call it, some draw-ups or some mock-ups yeah. of how they could protect themselves from the nose down. But I just feel like, you know, that Roger Goodell just really has not been a leader 
in this category. I don't know if it's because of ownership. I don't know if it's because of money, if they can uh, bring the salary cap down, you know, much like what baseball was looking at. They mm-hmm. figured out on a 60-game season. They wanted two preseason games. Now I hear today they may negotiate it down to zero. So, you know, it's just been a collage of of this, that, and, and something else. There's never been a true plan in place. And I, that's why I got to go back. And again, I, uh, again, I, I told you before, I, I wasn't sure that the NBA could get this far. Right now, I had to Adam Silver for the plan because it's, it's so far so good. Now, it may blow up, but at least they've gotten this far. Yeah. And, and the Players Association is in and agrees with what they came up with. Uh, I, I just don't know how they're going to be able to to pull this off. I believe, am I right, today was the first day to report? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, injured players and the rest of the vets come in next week. And I still think they got a long ways to go. They're going to have to have some options, too, on whether or not a player decides not to, you know, not to come to camp because, you know, he's a caretaker. Maybe he's got somebody in his family that is uh, in ill health and he's trying to protect them. It just seems like it's coming together late, and a lot of the players are not uh, real happy about that. Well, on that on that point, Bowler, I I've teased the NBA because I think some of the the rules are ridiculous. The doubles ping pong is is just dumb, <laughs> and the, and the wiping the ball on your jersey, yeah, and it, yeah. it, it's just it's just dumb. And I at times have per, uh, appreciated the NFL's optimism and that everything's going to be fine. I guess, but at least to your point, the, the NBA has a plan. They've executed it. They've gotten the players on board, and we appear to be right there. Uh, with basketball starting really this week with with the scrimmages, right? Meanwhile, the NFL did nothing this whole time. Really, just going ah, well, well, it's business as usual. We'll be fine. And now, when it's you know the rubber is starting to meet the road, they're going oh wait, you wanted us to to plan something? Oh oh well, I guess we had to get on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. What do you think, Jake? I'm not sure that the relationship with Goodell and the Players Association is as stable as what the NBA has with Adam Silver. And I think that plays really an important factor here, don't you? Well, I don't think Adam Silver is pure evil, so let's start there. Uh, and But no, you're right. It's it's a huge thing. In fact, all the you make a great point, Bowler. All the goodwill that Adam Silver has really built up with the players since taking over for David Stern. I mean, even think of how he he handled the Donald Sterling incident. You know, he's yeah. he's he's earned a lot of credibility with the players, and he's had to cash that in a little bit. And he he still has the responsibility of of pulling it off. But I think it absolutely. I think you're right on the. Money. It totally worked into the NBA's favor that that silver is not pure evil and <laughs> has built up a lot of credibility with the players and they've fallen in line and said, OK, we trust you with this whole thing. Let's get it done. You know, and the thing people have to realize, too, is commissioners work for the owners. And I have to applaud the owners, I think, in the NBA who really wanted to bring this game back. And Jake, I really not that sure if the NFL ownership groups are, are, are that dedicated? I don't know. That's yeah. just me. That's just me with my, with my time, you know, 13 years and four at, at CBS and four at Fox and doing NFL. It's just a different feel. Uh, NFL is um, I, it's, it's a bit, I mean, NBA's big business, but the NFL just seems to even be on a larger stand or at least the feeling of that. Uh, it's it's a great popular, hell of a popular game, as we all know. I love it myself, college football as well. 
but I just I kind of sense that ownership is more uh, in in the world we live in today. Don't listen to players. It's more of putting money in the pocket. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but again, I think it kind of goes to what we're discussing is how slow this group has been to formulate a plan to protect their players. Because that's a that's a big investment, by the way. Yeah. Well, and let's not yeah. let's not uh, pretend like they've prioritized the safety of their players in the past. <laughs> well, if you want to talk uh, concussion syndrome, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's to play the game and. Once a man goes down, their theory has always been next man up. And it's a brutal game. Um, you know, I, don't, I think people have to understand when I, when I get a chance to talk to, well, back in the old days, when I got a chance to talk to high school kids, you know, guys all want to be pro football players, many of them, as I did. Yeah. And Jake, honestly, if you look at the numbers, uh, by the time you're 24 and if you had the chance to make it, you're done. Uh, and that's a, that's a real brutal but truth that – your career may go three and a half to four years. And by the time you're 24, 25, someone else is taking your position. Now there's obviously the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's, uh, right. That, that break that tradition and Joe Montana's and the Jerry Rice's all the famers. But most of those guys are just next man up. We got another back who can do that same thing. Uh, and for a cheaper price, mind you, because once you get into that, uh, four and five year category, you start to make more money off the cap and they're always looking for someone uh, who can do the same job, but a little bit cheaper. So it's, um, it's quite a business, my friend, as you know, yep. and I, I just don't know where they're at. Uh, you hope for the safety of the players, but they're going to be playing in front of uh, empty stadiums and college football is facing the same thing. Yep. Sure. Are. Sure are. All right, we'll get to maybe we'll get to a little college football with Bowler coming up next. We can uh, touch on some more NBA issues uh, as well as Bowler's hanging out with us for the entire five o'clock hour. Love it. But right now, let's get to a little back to basketball update. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, back-to-basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank. Here's Joe Ingles talking about how scrimmages can answer a lot of questions the team has about themselves. The most obvious one is just just getting out there and playing, getting game time, getting through our stuff, the, the new stuff we've put in, getting uh, on, on the same page with, with the old stuff and, and, and how we were already playing. So I think for us, it's just that. Obviously, we played a bit, played a lot here within the practices, but it's always different when you're playing against your own team, against the guys you, you play with every day. So it would be nice to, to play someone different, get out there against a different group of guys, get through some stuff. Obviously, you find out kind of what's working, what's not. Obviously, it's been talked about about boy I'm being out so figuring out different ways we can play without him and just yeah it, it's a it's the best way to, to figure out what's working or not another jazz news the team will wear a commemorative 1223 patch in honor of the late great Jerry Sloan of course the number of games he won as a head coach in the NBA and there's another back to basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank for a bank that understands your business Zions Bank is for you Please welcome this 
is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. one goes out to Terry on a total request Tuesday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Zebra Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now Zebra Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention Jake at The Zone when you call and get a fourth room clean for free. Call Zebra Res today to schedule your cleaning, 801-288-9376. Bowler, uh, Craig Bowlerjack with us for the 5 o'clock hour. You big Donna Summer guy, Bowler? You know, I was just sitting here kind of like tapping my toe. She was pretty big when I was in college. That was like, she was disco queen, right? Yeah, right. It, it, she's uh, I Will Survive? Isn't that Donna Summer? Nah, yeah, she, she was I the, think so. the queen of disco. I kind of felt like Austin and you were like, you know, disc jockeys back in the day, rolling the tunes. Hey, that's why I like Total Request Tuesday. Oh, Gloria Gaynor was I Will Survive. I, I got that. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that the heyday uh, bowler of dance music. I could see you all all decked out in a leisure suit, making dreams come true. I, I, that's never, so- I never liked the leisure suit. You know what was weird is that we were kind of forced to wear those bell bottoms and those shirts that had collars that went down to your yeah. to your waist. Yeah. You know, I never thought that was a good look personally. No. But here, you know, I guess we just we lived through it all. The, the sound of that song we just heard. It I could see bowler. You know. Working out a dance routine at the Lehigh Roller Mills. Right. <laughs> a la Footloose. Yeah. No, oh, I, my God. I'm just thinking, uh, Bowler, from the stories you've you've told us uh, about your dad and growing up, I'm, I'm just trying to picture what your father's reaction would be to you showing up in bell bottoms with one of those. You shows. know, I can tell you real quick, arms folded and a, just a kind of a, a deadly death stare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can, that, that. can you can you visualize yep, that? I certainly can. I yeah, visualize that can. one. Whoa, uh, Bowler! I want to. You always preface. Do you think that looks good? <laughs> you know, that, so he would say, but he would ask you if it looked good, <laughs> and then you had to answer. <laughs> and then inevitably go back upstairs and change. I'm sure. Yeah, and I'd say, well, I better go. I'll be back in five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bowler, I want to talk a little college football with you. Of course, and you're a big college football guy. I covered it for a, for a long, long time, and specifically uh, with BYU and, and are familiar with what's going on down there. And we've talked to you about independence in the past, and this is a weird situation. But, Bowler, Tom Holmo has lost five of his scheduled games, and it was a great schedule. I mean, we're talking about really good teams and a really good schedule. Can you imagine being him right now trying to tape back together a different schedule only to have it uncertain whether those games will even be played no it's it's rough i like tom and i know what he's trying to do i think fans do as well but jake i'm still a proponent you know maybe it's a safety net but i still think conferences give you that and something to play for in november but i will say this looking at that schedule maybe one of his if not the strongest uh football schedule he's ever put together 
and either you live or die by it, right? And that's the tough thing about it. If you lose a couple of games in September, it really kind of you know takes you out of the the whole national title picture or a major bowl game. Even though BYU has solidified themselves into a, a you know a new a bowl game, if they go six, you know they get the six wins. But I don't know where you go from here. You know, there's a lot of schools I think that are uh, are, are struggling financially. Uh, think of the paydays that a lot of the uh, uh, FCS schools uh, depend on. And back to, in the day, we were just talking during the break, Jake, in Austin, that you know Utah State, not long ago, used to be a team before they really uh, built their way up to that high level of respectability along with Boise State. Only way they could survive was to go play Nebraska or Michigan. Yep. Uh, and, and pull yep. in the 700 G's just to keep the program up and the rest of their sports, by the way. Uh, I think this is going to be devastating for a lot of smaller schools uh, with these, if the power five conferences decide to play within themselves and all of them, you've, what we've seen three, what MEAC, Patriot, and uh, I think it was the SWAC, wasn't it? And the Ivy. And oh, the, the Ivy, Ivy. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they they called it a day, and I just wonder how the rest of the dominoes will fall. Uh, BYU, and I like to have seen that schedule played, but now what what can you do? You try to piecemeal. You may lose another game or two. I wonder how fans will respond to this season. It's going to be tough, guys. I mean, it's it's just it's devastating. I think is the word because uh, we love stadiums. Uh, we like to have that camaraderie. You go shoulder to shoulder, and you know your, you know the section, you know of all your buddies and friends and families who pile in there every weekend. And this not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And I think again, it all comes down to really the financial impact that it's going to have on most schools. Maybe not as much as the the Big Five, but there's still going to be there's going to be some pain. And I, you know, you and I were just talking. I'm surprised that Stanford, as quickly as they did, cut 11 sports. Yeah, that's right? terrible. Yep. I guess it shows you that, uh, you know, the money comes and goes, but also you depend on a pretty big checkbook from an alum or two. And if you can't play football uh, or you have to cut your schedule, some people kind of fade into the shadows. And maybe that's what they're facing. And a lot of schools are, I think, right now. Yeah, and, and it, it makes it difficult. And one thing with college football bowler is there's a lot of opinions that you have to listen to. With the NBA, you know, Adam Silver gets into a room with Michelle Roberts and Chris Paul, and, you know, they have some lieutenants in there too, and they hammer something out, and it may, you know, take some negotiation for a week or two, but you you, you essentially have to, you know, get those minds together and you can pull something off. Think about college football. You have to listen to governors and mayors and health departments, uh, let alone school presidents. I mean, there are just so many voices that matter. I I think they can pull off college football. I think it's possible, but there are so many opinions that you have to listen to that it's going to make it so much harder. You know, if I had one suggestion, maybe this is the time where you don't need to have the head of any alumni group making any decision. I know that you need their money, but I'll never forget when Coach Mack at Texas uh, was on his way out. We did his last five games at Fox. And I could not believe when we went into the room at Texas, his coach, uh, his office was as, as what you would expect in Texas, right? 
Uh, but the men, the many men and women in that office to help him make decisions was astronomical. I was I was blown away uh, by just how much influence that obviously administration, but also alums have on those major programs. I'm not sure how how they'll help right now, unless again the the one question: Will you open your checkbook and help us survive? And I'm sure some will. Mm-hmm. But others may shy away if you're not in the, I don't know, Jake, if you're not in the forefront of it all and playing for a national championship, a lot of people back off. But um, it's going to be an interesting time. College football is religion, especially when I was doing SEC football. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you what it's like down there with another 30,000 people uh, in parking lots with those 35-foot RVs who just follow their team, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, Tennessee, and on and on we go, uh, and it's it's it, it's going to be an impact. It, it will it will definitely be a huge impact. Ole Miss, I mean, it, there were some great places, and you meet a lot of great people, you know, in the Grove, and everybody is barbecuing, and it's another little city outside the stadium. They never go inside, by the way, because yeah. they're already so they're just there to have fun and watch <laughs> the game via television. Uh, so. It's uh, it, it could be a real devastating blow. And it's on. It looks like it may be on the way unless something happens quick. Same in the NFL. I think in the next couple of days, uh, they're going to have to do. Uh, they're going to have to come a long way in a short period of time. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, he is the great Craig Bowler, Jack Jake Scott with you. It's the big show. We'll have more for you straight ahead here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Wrapping up a Tuesday edition of The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, of course, Gordo off once again today. Bowler sitting in, filling in, making it happen. And Bowler, I'll tell you what, and I mean this 100% sincerely, it is a great honor to me that I get to sit in this chair on The Big Show, a chair once occupied by you, my friend. (laughs) Hey, you filled it well, buddy, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's fun to be back uh, whenever I can, and you guys invite me in, and Tuesdays are a, a fun day for me. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done <laughs> during the COVID here uh, and waiting for this opportunity to call some games again on Thursday night. Just to, you know, stop by, chat, stay in, the, stay in the now. You know, and you guys were off the air for a while in those uh, first weeks of COVID, and it was, a, it was a beautiful thing to put everybody back on the air because we need, we need entertainment. We need Gordon's bad jokes. Uh, we need your expertise and the rest of the guys on the station. So it's it's fun. Appreciate the invite, pal. I uh, I, I really can't wait until we, we get some games going and we're all here in this building so we can get up to some social distance shenanigans, you know, some, yeah, some of that stuff. Back, exactly to, right. back to normal, enjoying the camaraderie of our uh, great crew. You know, that's the one thing that kind of scares me a little bit. I wonder if we ever will feel normal. Yeah. I think it will take time. I hope we do because we're we're people who like to be around individuals and high five and a slap here or there, you know. And and it just it is just is odd that we've kind of gotten used now to give me my six feet. I understand it, but I wonder how long if it ever will take for us to kind of feel more comfortable around one another. It's yeah, gonna be an interesting. What would that be, Jake? In college, that would be a <clears throat> you could do a study. Right, yeah. a social, yep. a sociology study on on uh, the the time it will take 
to feel comfortable around people again. You know, just a kind of a you, you sparked a funny thought in my mind, Bowler. When when I'm watching TV now, just like <laughs> like normal shows, I think to myself like, oh, they're a little close together. Yeah. Oh, like I there was that. a high five. You know, like yeah. it just it just pops up in my brain. It's like I'm and I'm all of a sudden for, programmed. We took it for granted. Yeah. Right. We took it for granted. Sure did. And it's just. It's a challenging time, but I hope the sooner than later we find a way to kind of get back to the norm that we're used to. Well, uh, getting back to basketball will be a little taste of it, Bowler, and that's yeah, well, why it's going to be great. It will. I can hardly wait. Thursday night, just around the corner, and uh, I think it helps the psyche of, of of the community of not only Jazz Nation but around the NBA, around the world. Man, this is a world sport, yep. and I know that uh, you know the NBA League Pass will have these games and. So our buddies down in Australia that we talked to and in France, they got a chance to tune in and, uh, you know, reach the world for basketball. It's going to be healthy. I really believe that. It almost gives us that sense. The first step, Jake, I know this sounds a little corny, but the first step back, the first step of hope that we can find that, that normalcy that we've been, just been talking about. And um, I, I hope there's a lot more to come after, uh, after what we start up on Thursday. You're here. Well, Bowler, thank you again. And and how about this? I will see you on Thursday, my friend. Thursday, stick your head in and say, and then give it a yell through the arena. <laughs> well, we'll see how loud it can be. All right, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bowler. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.